Here we go! Welcome to another Desert Island Games. This week, I am joined by one part of the List Off podcast. Uh, we're going to get them to introduce themselves. This should have been a double act again, but things have happened. That meant we've had to move the recording around. So I am joined by Ryan. Welcome, Ryan, to Desert Island Games. How are you feeling? Doing well, man. Doing well. Safe to be here. Uh, sorry, my, my worst half couldn't make it, Brian. But, you know, he has a way about him that sometimes he just... Just let you down, man. Just let you down. It's all good. Uh, as I said, or alluded to in the uh, the intro, it's been a hectic uh, few few days yeah, or a hectic, hectic sure. week, and uh, it's just uh, unfortunately we had to move the show. But we're here now to talk. Your, we're here to put you on an island and mm. stick you there with some games, as we always do in this show. But before we get into all the the you know all that stuff, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and your corner of the internet? Yeah, so uh, we are list off podcast. Me being half of that, Brian being the other half. I like to call him B Ryan because uh, you know there's the A Ryan and then there's the B Ryan, right? Uh, but yeah, we uh, we make list based podcasts, all video game up to this point. We we assume that someday we're going to run out of ideas for video game lists, and eventually we'll have to move on to other pop culture like comic books or movies. But so far, so good. We have a we have a healthy backlog. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at List Off Podcast, on Twitter at List Off Podcast, and uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, List Off with Brian and Ryan. That's cool. So uh, what's been some of your favorite lists you've done for the show? Oh, there's a, question. Uh, I know, There's a question that you didn't think you'd yeah, get asked. Yeah, I don't have anything prepared for this. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so Brian always says his go-to is our top 10 soundtracks. Um, uh, I, okay. I think it's a great episode. We do institute the music from each soundtrack uh, in the episode, but I I think I would redo that if I could because I've heard so many great soundtracks since then. Yep. Um, for, for me, I, I love the Resident Evil games, so we ranked those. We did our top ten Resident Evil games. That was one of my favorite. We do like horror themed episodes every October, so I really enjoyed doing some of those. But um, it's kind of like the the more like minutia that I really enjoyed too. When we get into like people's like the top 10 hairstyles uh, in video games, you okay. know, or right. Like the off the wall things, yeah, yeah, you know, the unexpected. Um, somebody actually guested on our podcast and had a great idea for the top uh, uh, comic book video games you'd like to see made. So that's a cool idea. Things like that, right? Like yeah. that haven't been made yet, but you really want to see. I enjoy doing stuff like that because you kind of just get to think freely and and share your opinion. It's not really like people can't argue with you about that, right? No, no that's it. Especially if it hasn't actually been made. It's not like you're, you're saying the top, top 10, uh, you know, right. best comic book adaptation games or, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. you know, it's something that hasn't come out. So you said it mentioned soundtracks. And before we get into Desert Island Games, what is your, fa have you got a favorite gaming soundtrack? 
Oh, if you ask me what I said on that episode, I couldn't tell you. That's one caveat we always give is that like our opinions change, right? And I think that's pretty much everybody. Yeah. Yeah, You know, you try something new, you like something new. If I had to pick one video game soundtrack that is better than the others at this moment, I'm really enjoying the Hollow Knight soundtrack. And that's one that didn't make my list, but I didn't play the game till after we did that episode. And uh, man, what a incredible soundtrack it's perfect it's really perfect yeah hollow Knight is hollow Knight is a really solid game um, i know a lot of people it's very one of those games that you either love and you love that mm-hmm. kind of mechanic and all the mechanics and stuff but there's a lot to there's a lot to there's a lot to, to like about hollow Knight, and i think it's uh yeah, it's, sure. and, uh, the, uh, the aesthetic the soundtrack like you say is is really good so yeah that's a really good shout i like that so ryan it's time to put mm-hmm. you on an island Oh, with your boy. list of games uh, i'm sorry to do you this but we're gonna have to put you in a boat right. and off yeah. you go um I, at least i get a boat yeah you get a boat but you don't yeah. get much else you just get a boat and a bucket of games that's it we don't that's feed right. you no nothing it's just you and some games so as always on desert island games we go through some categories of games to run down they're more of a prompt for for, for our guests to come on and uh talk about what they would take in the sense they you know what normally happens on the show is we kind of go off topic and we go down a rabbit hole left, right and center. So it's always good to have the prompts. But before we kind of get really into the nitty gritty of your games, without spoiling the first category game, when did it kind of happen for you, Ryan? Like, what I mean, that is, when did you realize or when was the first memory of gaming? Those kind of things. It was really, really early. Um, I, I might be aging myself here, but uh, we had an Apple IIe. Uh, that was the first thing I think I ever gamed on. That It was either that or the Atari, but I remember playing Frogger and Threshold on uh, the Apple IIe and really, really enjoying both of those games. Uh, at, I mean, this had to be five or younger. And then the highlight of my young life was getting the nes i think i was like six or seven it was christmas i unpacked it and i even had a game that you know obviously mario brothers duck hunt came with it but uh, i had a another game on top of that at the time i was like wow this is phenomenal it was top gun uh little did i know that like you can't land the plane right uh (laughs) but i still i still played it i enjoyed it i got as far as i could and um man yeah just so many good memories of those early systems and that leap i think was so significant in my mind that it still stands out to me playing these really rudimentary games on the apple and the atari i mean you've seen them they're yeah yeah, they're bricks they're moving bricks yeah And then going from that to the NES was just mind blowing. Mind blowing. I, I I still like the fact that I think they they said it would never take off in America, didn't they? They said it they was, did. They yeah, did. it was never going to be a thing and never going to be something that could take away the penny arcades or you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's 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 mad to see where and the evolution of yeah. actually of gaming. Um, sorry, I was frantically tapping my iPad because mm-hmm. uh, dare I say it, Siri was going to start. It's like oh no. no. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's that evolution of gaming from, and like you say, yeah. the, the the jump from the Apple IIe or the Atari to right. the NES was was a big jump then. And now you're talking graphically from the PS3, PS4 to mm. PS5 and beyond is just mind blowing. So did you have something across the pond that that uh, like you kind of always knew home video games were going to work then? Uh, well, not that I can remember. I mean, for me, I was I remember having a, a NES. I do remember mm. having a NES uh, when I was younger. I remember playing Mario 
uh, and Duck Hunt. But I think, you know, I think that my uh, that for me, that was my earliest but gaming memory. But whether whether because I was too young, whether we thought it was going to take off here or not, I don't know. It's mm. a case of, I think, for for me personally, when I look back in retrospect, there was never going to be, a, it was always going to take off. Something serious was going to have to happen yeah. for it not to take off. You yeah. know, you give people a way to sit down and interact with a world that they they you know a world that they can jump into immerse themselves into it's going to take off yeah absolutely i agree yeah here we had uh the atari you know crash with et and all that et gets most of the blame but really like it was just a video game industry crash yeah uh and nintendo brought it back but i agree i think if nintendo hadn't done it it was going to happen anyway yeah too great the, the companies were looking at these, you know, the, the Penny Arcade, the arcade machines, and they're going, hang on a minute. Uh, at one point, we're not going to get to 2022 and still be going down to an arcade right. house and yeah. playing the arcades, uh, you know. They would have brought that yeah. in even if uh, Nintendo didn't didn't bring us the, the NES. You know, yeah. that would have been Sony. Uh, anyone would have done it because they have gone, well, hang on a minute, we can market this and put it in people's houses. Whether mm. it would take in the trajectory it's taken now is, is another thing, but don't know that's the history that we got and we've kind of gone with it so going with that then what would be the game that you would take from your childhood on a desert island i don't know if i'm the first person i I would be so surprised if i'm the first person to say this on your show but it's uh it's super mario brothers 3 you're not the first and i don't think you'll be the last (laughs) i don't think so either i think like if i if I'm so I'm sticking with the NES, right? Yeah. Yes, I played video games prior to that, and yes, I played video games after that. I would consider the ones after it not a part of my childhood, and I would consider the ones before it not the biggest part of my childhood. Yeah. The NES was like it was my entire childhood. It's my gaming memories from that point in my life. So it would have to be an NES game, and for me, it would have. There's only one NES game to pick. It's the best one, and it's Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah, that, um, that game is legendary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, it's it's almost, for what you get, right, for what the limitations of the system are, it's almost infinitely replayable. You can warp directly, you know, get the whistles, warp directly to the end if you want to just rush through it. Or you could go ahead and, like, you know, tick and tack and go through every world and every level yeah. within that world, and it takes a very long time to do that. So I think if I were stuck... If oh, well, since I am stuck on a desert island now, I got all the time in the world, man. Yeah, like, uh, it's funny that I've I've met someone who's never played it, uh, which was an interesting conversation. But also, mm. um, a lot of retro games. I had this conversation with uh, guests a few weeks ago. Don't really hold up. Like a lot of retro console games don't hold up. To, I mean, there'll be people out there that disagree with me, and you know that's that's this is my opinion and. We know what opinions are worth, but there you go. That's This is my one. Um, but yeah. Super Mario Bros. 3 still holds up today. It's still yeah. a good game. And especially if people have never played a Mario platform, it's a great you know, great point to start. Yeah. I have a friend who, who kind of has that similar mentality that video games have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I feel the same way. I think modern games have surpassed retro games, and that's why a lot of those retro ones don't hold up. But man, this is definitely one I could still play. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a list for you. Which retro games still hold up? 
That is a good list. I might, I'm going to write that down, man. No there joke. You. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> I'll credit you. I'll give you credit. There for you sure. go. There's, there's, there's one for your show. You can have that one on me. Um, yeah. it is, it is funny that, you know, there is this massive, I, I get the retro culture. It's great. Uh -huh. Um, but, yeah, like you say, the Mario, and then obviously it born Super Mario World, which is considered, I think, one of the best platformers of that generation. And, yeah. you know, the great thing about something like Mario is it's timeless. You know, mm -hmm. people of my, like my, my lad plays Mario Odyssey and he's played previous Marios. Oh, it's yeah. a timeless game. Yeah, absolutely. Odyssey's great. So I know we do, uh, I know we get to this later, but I, it's not my standout unpopular opinion however i do want to say i enjoy three more than world okay uh which is an unpopular opinion i'd say yeah but, uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's uh so we've already got we've already got a, a, a slight unpopular opinion i look forward to knowing what your actual unpopular opinion is a little yeah. but you'll have to listen we'll, we'll get to that uh shortly <laughs> um so i put the next category in in regards to uh speed running like when the world decided to shut down through uh your pandemic Speedrunning blew up. It was already, there was this oh, yeah. kind of niche, not niche as such because you had games done quick and all those mm -hmm. people over that side doing it, but actually on like YouTube and stuff. And I remember sitting there watching hours and hours of speedrunning, being fascinated by how these people move and, and just the memory. And I've oh, tried yeah. it. I've tried Mario Kart speedrunning. I've tried Breath of the Wild speedrunning. Just oh, wow. the memorization you need to be able to do those things and the muscle memory, that kind of stuff. It's a skill in itself. Some people mm -hmm. like it, some people don't like it. But what I thought would be quite cool is you're on the desert island, here's a chance to learn a new skill. How can you, you know, what game would you like to take on there and speed run? And why would that be? So I definitely have an answer, but I want to I go back a little bit. So I've heard your podcast a few times and yep. I've heard you talk about speed running Mario Kart 8, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, love it, love it, love that game. I just won a tournament like a few weeks nice. ago, actually. Yeah, uh, but um, I didn't. I've never heard you mention speedrunning Breath of the Wild. That is insane to me because that physics engine, you really got to find the holes in it. And yeah, everything. it's it's not easy. Um, I, I, I started learning, so I started learning to do uh, the skip at the beginning, which mm -hmm. is the um, to get out of the shrine. So you get the, the Sheikah slate, and you you learn how to kind of shuffle in the corner, jump. And you can fall out of the the shrine, then run up the the side of the hill, and then pop back into the world on like half a heart. And then from there, I'm trying to even remember the route. And then you kind of collect from the other bits, and you have to get a shield and uh, an axe quickly, or a shield, um, and then make your way over to one of the shrines where you do like a, a shield jump, which then clips Link. And mm -hmm. basically, what that does is allows you to shield jump through the shrine. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the shrine without having to like pop the tower and stuff like that. That's about as far as I got because I was struggling to learn what they call a BTB or a bullet time bounce. And bullet time <sighs> bounce is where you have an enemy. You yeah. shoot, and I'm going to probably get this wrong. So if you're listening and you know what a bullet time bounce is, I apologize. But well, I don't. My, so you'll fool this me. Is, this is my take <laughs> on it. And you have the bow out and you basically you go into slow motion and bounce off the top of an enemy and what that does is it pings you halfway across the map at like ridiculous distance mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i was learning but i got i just i got frustrated with that part and i couldn't bother doing more yeah so i do i swear i do have an answer but um this is like to me this is so interesting because 
did you discover any of this stuff or did you kind of like get in the reddits and the uh, threads yeah, online no, i was watching i was watching techniques. like youtube and watch the uh -huh. techniques and stuff like same with the mario yeah. kart speed running which again yeah. i have a time on speedrun.com um right so i have an official time uh which is cool to say it's it's i i, yeah. I mean i was never gonna be so there's also a difference between cartridge and installed games oh really so load times can make a difference so on right. Mario Kart, for instance, the load times between each track makes a difference. Because once you yeah. once you go on the first track, you don't stop until you finish. And right, that's a right. 16, 16, uh, is it 16 tracks I did. It's right. about 45 minutes, but the record is at like 39, 37, something like that. Um, but a lot of that can be made up by having it installed natively on the Switch. Because hmm. it's just loading straight from the, the system. Right. So... Right. Yeah, it's 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 quite interesting. And then I watched like things like Skyrim speed runs. Yeah. And that's kind of where yeah. this question was born from. I, I have a bit of a, a I love it, but I can't do it. Uh, so I'm gonna make the people on the island suffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> Makes so, sense, man. Um but if you ever like get a chance to sit down with Breath of the Wild, just learn like some of the tricks that they do. The yeah. the bullet time bounce is insane. I say I can't do it. Yeah. There's a few other ones where um, oh you got me on a tangent now. Where you can freeze a, a rock or a boulder or something. Yeah. Spin it. Uh, well, I've seen it. Right. Yeah, and then you, and you hold like, on, jump on, jump on it? and yeah. then ping yeah. again across yeah. the map. And then you right. can jump off, and you can as you're falling get your weapon out and then put the weapon back in and you take no damage. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible to me that people. I mean, that's that's why I asked if you had discovered any of this because the wild thing is that people figure this stuff yeah, out. Yeah, like, that's crazy. They, yeah, like I don't know what it takes to figure that stuff out, but it's incredible to me. Yeah. Uh, but all that being said, the answer, <laughs> the answer <laughs> I have for your question is uh, the game I'd like to speed runs Returnal. Uh, it came out uh, in twenty twenty one. It was my yeah. yeah my favorite game of twenty twenty one. Um, I actually, the only game I've ever gotten a platinum trophy for, and uh, I think that's why I'd want to speed run it. Uh, I, I can't remember a game that just feels this good to play. Yeah. Uh, the way Celine moves through the environment, so smooth, so responsive. Um, all the weapons, you know, they're very uh, feel very good in your hand and and very powerful. And there are ways to just bypass enemies or just shred them depending on the weapon you have and and i can get through the game relatively quickly so it's one i think i, I could be good at speed running but once you get into exploits and everything like that that's something i'm unfamiliar with but this would be the game for me for sure so for sure. It's, it's interesting with speed running you can, there's some in some categories they have two two different categories they'll do what they call an any percent run where mm. it is literally you do as many glitches or exploits as possible or you just do a run which is mm -hmm. essentially from start to finish as the game is intended. So I always yeah. like those type of runs over yeah. exploits and glitches because it just means I have to play the game as fast as physically possible. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I've never played Returnal. I don't have a PS5, so I can't say that I've I've played it. And um, it's I've seen videos and clips of it, and it looks amazing. It got weird reception, didn't it? When it when it dropped, it was a bit on. Everyone was a bit on the fence about it. 
Yeah, I think it had some some issues. Uh, it didn't have any save states, so you'd have right. to complete a run. And I think that was the biggest complaint was not aside from the difficulty, right? Because anytime a difficult games comes out, that's like that's the narrative. Everybody wants to talk about how it's too hard. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, on top of being difficult, it, you'd get in some runs that were going to take three hours, uh, if not more, and you can't save in the middle of it and take a break, eat your dinner, go to bed, whatever. You have to see that run through. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, it, and I think the game was built around that kind of philosophy, so I think it worked in this case because, you know, everything is momentum-based. Like, you are feeling it. You're in the flow yep. when you're having a good run, and to break that up, you're probably not going to be able to jump back in and do well. No. So I could see why the developers wanted it that way. But I think the closest comparison I've got is Hades is Hades yeah. is one of those games where if you stop your run halfway through, and I've got it on the Switch, um, and there is a category of Hades that I've always wanted to try, which is all weapons. So you completely yeah. get, yeah. So, But again, if you're on a good run of Hades or Dead Cells, any good Metrovania is designed to keep you playing. Mm-hmm. If you stop, so, yeah. no, sorry, roguelike, not Metrovania. Roguelike, roguelike yeah, yeah, yeah. Any roguelike that, that you have to stop and then try and jump back into. That's that Your muscles get cold, that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So for me, you know, Returnal is, if I ever get a PS5, is, is on my list. Uh, I don't know. I've got the, I've pre-ordered the Steam Deck, so we'll, uh, yeah. I'll leave consoles alone for, for a little while and we still can't get a hold of a PS5. So <laughs> it's not going to happen yeah. anytime soon. Right. Well, I do think it's it'll be coming to PC. Yeah. Sony's really starting to bring their their first party games to PC now, and I think it's only a matter of time before this one heads that way for sure. Yeah, I think um, Sony have got the direction right regarding their PC launches. I think they're they're being quite smart. Yes, Xbox is probably smarter with the the Game Pass and all that kind yeah. of stuff, but actually, some of the releases that Sony have dropped on PC have been absolutely stellar. And the fact is, like Horizon Zero Dawn, so I've got that on PC. The port is incredible. It's like one of the best ports I've ever played. Yeah, that's what I hear. I hear it was it had some issues that dropped uh, when it when it dropped, but um, real early patch fixed all that. And yeah, I heard it. Done. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, that's great. Right. Same with uh, Day, Days Gone is apparently supposed to be absolutely flawless. Yeah. Uh, God of War apparently launched. You know, uh, again, just just absolutely flawless. So if they keep up that strategy, releasing their top first party titles onto PC. I mean, Sony will always be fine. There's there's going to be a cult following. I just want Gran Turismo on PC. So, you know, because Sony, if you're listening, I know you're listening, Sony, so bring that to me. Of course uh, they are. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, so yeah, return, going back to speedrunning, Returnal is a great shout. Uh, if you've never seen Returnal, uh, people that are listening, go, go check it out. It's, a, it's an interesting game. If you like your Hades, if you like your Dead Cells, it would be well up your street. It's one of those games. Yeah. All right. So, um, systems. So, I've tried to guess this one in the past. I don't think I'll bother because I normally get it wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> the system. Uh, I mean, there's many game consoles from the Switch, the GameCube. Yeah. You're going to take one of them with you. Which system is that going to be? So, it's uh, this console I'm picking is not my favorite console. Okay. Uh, like of all, of all time. But I think it's the. That. I think it's the best pick. I think it's the best pick, and it is the Xbox Series X. Okay, so you're uh, taking the 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 yeah the the, the tube. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the big fridge. It. Yeah, the big fridge. big fridge. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I feel like most people would say PC, right? Because it can run so many games, a wide variety. But I'm not. I'm not cheesing the answer that much. I'm gonna cheese it just a little less and say the Xbox Series X. 
because it runs everything from the original Xbox, Xbox 360, all those older games, plus it'll run newer games, plus you can run Game Pass. So I think yeah. just from like a pure library standpoint, the Series X is, is strong and uh, you're never going to run, run out of something to play. A series, like we, we, we obviously alluded to it previously, we, we were talking about Returnal, um, but their strategy, their, their aggressive strategy with, with Xbox Game Pass and just yeah. pushing as hard as they can to get Xbox Game Pass in. I think they announced the other day there was 25 million subscribers the other week. Mm. I can't remember what I dropped on the same. Oh, it was when Microsoft bought Bungie. No, uh, uh, Activision. Activision Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, on the same day. No, Sony bought mm. Bungie, didn't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> on the same day, they announced that 25 million subscribers were on Xbox Game Pass or on Game Pass across Xbox and PC that's a that's a lot but it could it should be so much more i yeah. think like game pass is the best value in gaming oh uh, for sure a hundred percent like anybody who's i would need to have a good argument from someone to tell me that's not good value for money mm -hmm. um, yeah i don't think there is one <laughs> i've yet to find someone so for here in the uk it's nine nine pounds um wow. or eight eight pound 99 which right. probably works out to be about 12 dollars something like that right yeah and that's for the base, and that's what I've got on PC because I don't again I don't have a Series X, but I have a PC well equipped right. enough to play you know all the titles that go on there. And the mm. fact is that that's over a hundred games for eight ninety nine a month. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And and they're good titles. They're they're not shovelware. You're getting some serious heavy hitters in there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I actually got it with my system when I bought the PS Five. I was like, okay, this is it. This is my next gen console. Uh, and I, th I was sure that was going to be the only one I got. Um, and then I saw the Xbox <laughs> did the thing where you can include Game Pass in your monthly payment. So with uh, you don't get any interest charged or anything like that. So for no. like $35 a month, you get the Xbox Series X and the highest tier of Game Pass. Uh, for two years, you pay $35 a month. You pay the whole thing off and it's yours. I was like, okay, that's I could do that, and uh, so I have. I haven't looked back. I really have no regrets about it either because I got Halo Infinite Day One. Yeah. I got all these hu huge Day One games. You know, um, Forza Horizon Five, and you know, countless, uh, and then just the regular Game Pass games, the ones that are on that. You know, that everybody gets regardless of tier. You know, Hollow Knight. That's where I'm playing Hollow Knight. Yeah, I'm I've just so literally. Many booted up game pass as you were speaking and dragon ball fighter z's uh, on there i've been looking at that because that goes ridiculously cheap on the switch yeah. but i'll just install it on the pc man yeah, 2022 not? if you're into your your football or mm -hmm. you know your american football hollow knights there i mean for example uh total warhammer 3 <laughs> day, day one launched on it which is just ridiculous yeah. uh you yeah. know i'm currently playing through scarlet nexus on there i wouldn't have nice. the ability to play some of these games without game pass so for me it really is an incredible service yeah yeah i actually just got super mega baseball 3 and uh i was streaming that the other night nice. you know and it's actually a really good game if you're into baseball i know you might yeah. not be right but i've i've got two on the switch and loved it kip got absolutely tanked online don't understand a thing yeah. about baseball don't uh, you know right but I get it. at the end of the day it is this kind of uh it's the experiences that xbox game pass brings and I always remember back when old Phil Spencer was doing his big speech about they've they've acquired a load of studios, mm -hmm. um, and they didn't really have a lot of games to show at that E3. I think it was like 2019. 
Right. And over the course of the last couple of years, they've just been coming out bang, 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 bang. And Xbox have been killing it this year. And, yeah. you know, 2021, they're yeah. just absolutely, I wouldn't say they're slaughtering the competition, but what there is now a divide, I think, between what console you want to get. You don't have mm-hmm. to be, oh, this is my console. This is the best console. No, because absolutely. each console is bringing something different to the table. Simple absolutely. Yeah, I think people and consumers are aware they get Sony because they know it's that the day one, like the first party games, right? Those big title, like yeah. meaty first party games, and you get Xbox for Game Pass. But I agree. I think 2021 was a turning point where now Xbox is getting day one first party games that are, are hefty titles. Like they're, they're getting those better games out now yeah. developed for it. And um, I, I, I think the tide's turning in their favor, and I think Sony is playing a little bit of catch-up. There are rumors of Project Spartacus, I don't know if you've heard about that, where they're trying to do something similar to Game Pass, because yeah, I think yeah. there is pressure there to offer a similar service now. I actually got a script written on this thing about my experience with PlayStation Now, which will release on my other podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't spoil on. anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on, because I, I love yep. the idea of cloud gaming. I've got GeForce Now. Um, I've... Dare I say it? Uh, I'm going to say it like this. It's going to really, really anger some people. I'm one of the only people left playing Stadia. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I've got Stadia. Right, uh, cool. now, So I love, and the internet's strong enough for where I live, to play yeah. cloud gaming. So the idea yeah. of cloud gaming is cool. But mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, I want to do, I run a series, and that's what I'm kind of working on at the minute for my, my, other, my other podcast, um, uh, that next game and I thought you know what I'm going to sit down and put my kind of just talk about my experience and PlayStation Now has been one of the worst experiences ever yeah yeah like, I agree I, I had it for a few months and um, they, I could cloud stream PS3 games but there'd still be frame drops yeah. anything beyond PS3 was forget it it's almost unplayable it's worse on PC because the, the app doesn't even work wow so for wow. me, I want to I want to be able to say, can you play PlayStation games on PC? That's the idea of this 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 show. What's it mm. like to be able to play PlayStation? And you know, so yeah, I'm currently working through that at the minute. But it's 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 interesting to see like the way cloud gaming has gone, the leaps and mm. bounds it's made, and there's still Sony kind of at the back. But but when it comes to first party exclusives, Sony is up there with Nintendo. Because that's yeah. why you buy a Switch. Let's be honest. You buy a Switch, yeah. or sorry, a, a Nintendo system, because you want to play your Pokemon's, your your Mario's, your Zeldas. I said Pokemon Absolutely. to trigger a, a, a listener because I know they love Pokemon, um, and all these different games. You buy your PlayStation for that kind of same reason. Your Horizons, okay. your Gods of War, that kind of stuff. You buy an Xbox because you want a hundred games, cheap as anything each month. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. They all fill fill their little niche pretty well, you know. Yeah, I think they do, and it'll be interesting if if Microsoft carry on down that road with their like the Xbox stick to do cloud gaming on your TV. So that would be an interesting right. thing. So yeah, that's been knows? rumored for years now. Yeah. it's been rumored for years, and I mean that sounds very appealing, very very appealing. The the other thing is with with Xbox is you don't even need a Series X to play Xbox games because of Xbox cloud gaming mm-hmm. so right. yeah they just they seem to be doing something right and i can understand why you would take that system because of the package you get onto an island uh we yeah. i should have said you don't get any internet so good luck getting anything <laughs> off game pass <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> uh i'll just tap into my old library but i, I can't download them <laughs> no. so you just be looking at an xbox <laughs> I yeah. haven't even said if you've got a TV. So this is this is the, this is the no one's ever asked. No one said yeah, if we well, got a t- TV or anything. Green, 
Green is my favorite color, so at least I could look at the the cool green colors. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. So next in the list is our your unpopular opinion. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that. Okay. I've got to this little oh. habit where actually, I you know I realize people listen just for the unpopular opinion to see that, and then they turn off. <laughs> so I now put that towards the end. So you know, okay. it's yeah. a it's a clever yeah. thing to do. You can go in. It's good. Yeah, people can still skip forward. It's fine. Um. So. Let's talk about your favorite ge- uh, your favorite game generation. Now, this may be the last time, folks, that you hear this on this podcast. There is a surprise question that I'm going to have for you in a second, Ryan. But this and the speed run may be the last time that you hear it. Uh, but uh, I might cycle it back in later down the line. But what is what if I? This is not really taking anything on an island. But do you have a favorite gaming generation? It just genuinely is. That's that's the, the generation. It's such a tough question. But yeah, I think if I had to pick, I'd pick the PS2, GameCube uh, era, uh, Xbox, yeah. original Xbox, I think so. I think it was too. Um, I just think that was the best. You were finally seeing what was possible with 3D games, right? Those earlier systems showed you 3D games that were highly polygonal, looked like garbage, were very limited in scope. I mean, I'll say it. This is where I think games have gotten better. Those first 3D games look terrible. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, but when you look at that generation after that, that PS2, GameCube, Xbox era, we were finally seeing games that look good. They weren't like going to make you vomit just by staring at the screen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and do I, do I get to pick a, a game from this era too? You can pick a game if you wish. Uh, it would be from the GameCube. I think that's my favorite of this generation. I love the GameCube, not just for the games, but look at look at that console, man. Look at the aesthetic of that little cube with its handle. It's awesome. It's Something great. else. It's just yeah. a shame that it costs you about a thousand pounds to play games on it now. You know, because yeah, because right. Nintendo doesn't like re-releasing stuff. Oh, I know. My favorite know. game on that system is um, Paper, Paper Mario: Thousand Year Door. And yeah, to play that is like game. over a hundred pounds, just because yeah. of how much it is. So yeah, give me one of your favorite games from from the GameCube. Uh, it's Metroid Prime. Okay. Uh, Metroid yeah. Okay. Prime. Yeah. I've... So a little, uh, little, little thing. I've only ever played one Metroid, and that was Dread. Okay. Dread's great though. <laughs> Dread's Did you great. like Dread? Yeah, it's my favorite yeah. game of twenty twenty one. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, yeah my yeah. co-host as well. It was my co-host favorite as, yeah. as well. I yet yeah. to go back and try Dread mode. Um, I loved. I loved it. Um, it's so I have an issue with completing games. I'm terrible for it. Um, but it was the game that made me realize again that it's okay just to play a game. Like yeah. that's I think that's the the motto I learned, and that's probably why it was one of my favorite games. Years ago, I used to be able to sit down and play a game, which we'll get to. Like um, um, we'll get you know we'll we'll get to it. Um, but actually, for me, it's that kind of. I kind of lost that. I, that was probably because of my MMO stuff. Got so mm-hmm. hard into an MMO that actually I lost that ability just to pick up a, a controller. And luckily, after playing Dread, I've kind of got that back. It's been a bit difficult over the last few months, but recently I got my head stuck into Bravely Default 2. And I'm kind of saying to myself that I don't really want to be buying any new games until I really start knocking off my backlog. And that's where TNG, my other podcast, comes in. So, right. yeah, it's kind of like a, a thing that I've I've got. But... Yeah, Dread was an incredible experience. Yeah, and it's it's nice and short too, which is great. Yeah, like you can, seven and a half hours games don't have to be this forty hour experience, right? No. Um, 
Yeah, the issue, I have a separate issue. Once I got Game Pass, my backlog grew exponentially, right? Yeah, of course. I think that's typical of getting that service is just like, it really sets you back. Yeah. <laughs> Not monetarily, no, but no, no, time-wise. No, time-wise. Um, I've realized I've skipped past a lot. one question that I'm going to go into in a second, which is actually the one you could repeat. Kind of actually a nice segue to it. I'm actually doing a segue. Um, so going off the back of, you know, your favorite game, uh, repeating... Yeah. As I said, I, I, even though I, I struggle with completing games, I genuinely have a lot of love for one game that I do play once, like once a year. I just kind of tuck myself away and just play this game. I know what happens. And I think everyone, I, I genuinely do think that people could do that, whether they, they don't do it or not, but they probably could sit back and go look in their, look at the back of their brain and go, actually, I think I could play that game again, even though I know what happens. Are you, do you ever, before we get into it, do you ever replay games, Ryan? Or is Yeah, it- absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think the last game I replayed was The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I had to play through it again. I know it's a heavy game, but, um, and I know it's, yep. people, have, people have opinions on it for sure. Yep. And, and I, yeah, and like, regardless of anybody's opinion on it, I understand, right? Not all, like, no, no game is going to be appreciated by everybody and i'm you know i i think everybody's opinions on the last of us part two are valid uh but for me i love it it's one of my favorite games of all time so uh i wanted to play through it again and see because you know other people's opinions had me questioning is it as good as i think it is like i should play through it again and see if it was it was it was better the second time (laughs) Um, and it's cool you can you can disagree i appreciate that i I can't disagree because i've not played it i've only ever seen the chatter on on the internet i see that's for me i i wouldn't just because i i know of the uh, people's opinion on this side and people's opinions on that side i would never i've never interject an opinion because i I haven't got an opinion of it because i haven't played it i just know that game when it dropped had a lot of backlash it sure did man yeah you know yeah. and if you were on the side of i really like this game it got, you got more backlash and it's yeah. for me kingdom hearts has a parallel to it and i'm like you have to bear with me on this one cool. it's a kingdom hearts fan base that has the parallel where if yeah. you attack kingdom hearts you're gonna run because my gods it is ridiculous and i'm gonna get onto it because i've got a unpopular opinion i'm going to interject into today's show (laughs) and this may have a little bit of a clue to it but the souls fan base are the same as well and i'm guilty of that because i love souls games me too and the whole get good attitude kind of thing it's just a very i don't like it but like you put off people getting into those series Mm -hmm. kingdom hearts you Get put because the story is so convoluted you don't even know where to start and they've got titles like two and a half 2.8 whatever but you know it's those kind of things that can put people off from getting involved in those series and really enjoying them um but mm. what about yourself like if you had to repeat one game like sit mm. down and you're going to repeat it i know we, we we already said about last of us two is that the game or do you have a, a one that you another one that you could do no I, ha- I have another one if i could just speak real quick on that yeah, yeah, i think yeah. i think I think fan bases get, you know, these games are, a lot of them are made to incite emotion in you. Yes. But I think where the fault comes in is when you get emotionally invested in the product. Like, you don't have ownership of it, aside from buying it and playing it. You know, the characters involved in the story, things might happen to them that upset you, but it's not your story to tell, right? It's your story to experience. 
And I think sometimes people, oh, you got to get good, right? It's, I agree. It's terrible. It's awful because people could experience the video game however they want. Let yep. them summon, let them cheese, let them do everything the game allows you to do to enjoy it. Because you spent yeah, the money on it and you should be able to enjoy the, the game you spent the money on. No, I completely agree. I think um, people will spend too much time looking on it. And I've done this and maybe you've done the same. You look on the internet and you look for okay, this game has got a normal and a hard mode. What are other people playing? Why are other people playing it like that? Oh, I'll play it on hard mode. Well, actually, no. Do I want to play it on hard? I just want to experience the game. You know, and it's like, actually, you know, Metroid Dread, I just slapped it. Oh, I can't remember if there was a difficulty slider or not. No, there I isn't. Don't know. No, there isn't. Um, but, you know, it was, just, going back to Metroid Dread, it was the first game that I didn't, I just shut myself off the internet and just played. And yeah. didn't worry about what was the most optimal route here. There, I just explored it, and actually, the the fun of gaming came back, which was quite yeah. a nice experience. And yeah, didn't get involved in any communities, that kind of stuff. And there's too much. I think there's too much of people lose the reason why we put down the money to play that game. Yeah, and it's hard to do in 2022. It's hard to separate the internet from gaming, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all in your face all the time. Yep. You open your browser and you get those news articles or they're suggested for you. Uh, so I know the feeling. Yeah, it's um, mad. But it is, it is. For the game I'd repeat, um, initially, actually, you mentioned the game prior I was going to put was Hades. Uh, because you're always unlocking new dialogue. It's made for those multiple playthroughs. Yeah, of but, course. Um, but I want to be the first person on your show to say a game. Uh, and I'm going to be the first person on your show to say Elden Ring. A game I haven't beat, but I did spend the last like eight hours playing. I had to drag myself away to record this episode. Um, and I, here's why. Um, I haven't made it through. I've heard it takes tens and tens of hours to beat this game from people who have made it through. I have only spent, as I mentioned before, about eight eight hours in game. Uh, I feel like I just scratched the surface, and I haven't even seen everything there is to see in the beginning area. Yeah. And that right there, if I was on a desert island and I was forced to repeat one game over and over, the fact that I've spent eight hours and not seen anything in this game tells me like this would be the one. It'd be perfect escapism, and I'd feel like I was living in another world where I wasn't trapped on an island, and that would be a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, so here's my unpopular opinion. Oh, it's not mine. I saw it and I, it actually made me sort of step back a little bit. I haven't played Elden Ring. I, as I said, I've you know, there's you've got Elden Ring and you've got Project Triangle Strategy coming out next right? uh, yeah. next, uh, next week and February March. Is, it's just it's just a heavy month on games. For sure. So this unpopular opinion that I saw on the internet or this hot take was everyone gives Ubisoft a lot of stick for the copy and paste of gaming but no one gives from software the stick and i was like that's a really good point like yes they born this whole genre of souls right but actually so my question is are from software guilty of the whole copy and paste thing or do you think each souls game from like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, all of those ones are all different. So to say they're different, I think would you, anybody who could say, oh, they're all different is a at least a little full of it. And yeah. uh, I, might, I might inflame some listeners there, but that's not my intention. I'll explain why I feel that way. They're iterative, right? So naturally, they all have 
big similarities. Yeah, yeah, of course. But they do innovate between games. They tweak little things. And I think the difference between FromSoft games and Ubisoft games, personally, because I, I don't always enjoy the Assassin's Creed and the big open world games. Um, so for me, the difference is the the formula that, that it is uh, innovating on. FromSoft formula is... It's so good to me. Uh, it's challenging. Uh, I don't always find Ubisoft games to have that level of difficulty. And I also find that when they do have that level of di- difficulty, it doesn't come across as being like fair. Yep. In a FromSoft game, when you die, you feel like you made an error, right? You feel like you can come back and, and solve that puzzle yeah, of course. Next, next time you get into that fight or whatever it may be. It's not always the same feeling from a Ubisoft game. Um, but yeah, I think these are very similar games. I think that that's a very fair thing to say. Uh, but I, I do think when we're talking about quality, it, it, it's definitely from soft has the, the better quality for me, for me personally. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a very interesting sort of discussion point. And I'm going to put this out there before I get crucified. Um, I, I do love a Ubisoft game. Uh, there's well, I say that the last few years have really kind of put me off playing Ubisoft games. You've got the stuff that's going on in the studios, but not only yeah. that, they their copy and paste formula has got a little bit stuck. Far Cry Six was 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 abysmal. Um, it wasn't a bad game. It just was such a, a copy of. If you played five, you played six, um, and it just sparked a bit of like a kind of like a, a light bulb in my head, thinking, "Hang on a minute, that's a really good point." It, to a, to a certain degree, um, and I can't say anything because I haven't played Shakiro. And I haven't played Elden Ring, so there's two that I haven't yeah. played. But yeah. I've played them all, and I know I've destroyed three or four controllers in the past, so I'm a little bit scared about getting Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I have raged a few times already. Um, I will say, though, it is doing open world, but I, even that, it's doing better. And not to make a comparison to Ubisoft, but since we're on the subject, it's that kind of organic uh, exploration yeah. that Breath of the Wild did so well, right? It's not It's not like, oh, here's a point on your map. Go to that point on that like icon, right? Go to the next icon. It's, it's not done that way. And this, yeah, yeah, of course. Right, right. And another game that did that really well was Ghosts of Tsushima uh, with that kind of natural like hints about where you're – like environmental hints about where you're going next instead of like, we'll mark this point on your map. Go there. And, yeah. You know. I think actually the last really good Ubisoft game was uh, Phoenix Immortal Rising. Oh yeah, I've heard that's really good. I heard it's better than some people have said it's better than Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a comparison I've made to a certain degree. Um, it takes a lot of what Breath of the Wild did and kind of stumps it up a little bit and kind of improves it. But yeah. when Breath of the Wild released. It, they were changing the Zelda formula. They weren't changing the open world formula. They were trying something different with Zelda. Zelda's always mm-hmm. been this, you know, sort of top down, or not top down, but it's been, the way I describe Zelda has been like your zones, you move from zone, you go into a dungeon, you get an object, you then move to the next zone where Breath of the Wild completely like, just changed the formula. And I'm not saying that Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. I have my gripes with that game. Uh, I think... Any game that includes weapon durability needs to be shot into a put into a cannon and shot out of the, into the to the moon because it's not needed. Um, that kind of stuff. But Breath of the Wild itself, for me, changed was changing how Zelda would be experienced going yeah. forwards. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, and but I'm just going to put this out there. I'm not saying that Elden Ring's a bad game. I haven't played it. I can't give my opinion. I've seen the reviews. The reviews are high praise for Elden Ring. 
um, mm. like unbelievably high price, except from on Steam at the minute. Steam is getting bombed. I think the PC version had some issues with yeah. frame rate and things like that. So I think it's getting reviews, negative reviews for performance for reasons. Performance. Which is yeah. weird because a lot of the reviewers that I've watched, I uh, watched um, Skill Up is the one I mainly watched. Mm -hmm. He said he yeah. played it on PC and he had no problems. But it was a day one mm -hmm. patch and he think the day one patch broke the game. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, with the frame rates and stuff. Um, but yeah. that's, yeah, that's the thing. But Elden Ring, that's def you're definitely the first person that's put a game on there that's only just released. And that I haven't beaten yet. <laughs> you haven't beaten yet either. So, um, but it is amazing. Going back to it, it is amazing what those type of games can invoke in us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to say Skyrim, right? Because it's another one of those endless games. Uh, but, but yeah, I think... If I had to repeat it, I want it to be a time sink. Yeah, and I think the problem with uh, Skyrim is we've had that shoved in our faces quite a lot over the last 10 years. And I think I think everyone's at the point where they're like, done. Yeah, it's been released like countless times and they just yeah. keep wanting your money for it. Like, it's astonishing to me that, you know, all these Bethesda games go to Game Pass, but you still have to buy the anniversary edition yeah. of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've got uh, an Oculus Rift and I've got like different versions of Skyrim, but I've still got to buy the VR version of Skyrim. Yeah. If I want to play it, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, just, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, right. moving on to an underrated gem. Now, usually the, on this bit is also uh, kind of mixed in with the underrated gem is a game that you'd recommend for me to play. So mm -hmm. we'll go with your underrated gem first. The, the category that out of the blue for you today would be which game would you recommend for me? So okay. start with well, your underrated gem. Um, do you have an underrated gem that you would take? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We actually did an episode on our top 10 underrated games. And uh, I know I kind of like poo-pooed on my co-host earlier. Like, I, I love my co-host. I was that was <laughs> If it wasn't apparent that I was being sarcastic, let me get that off my He's, chest uh, now. He's Ryan's not. Dude. So we're, we're going we're gonna to end List Off Podcast now. We've got it on, we're gonna yeah. on record, guys. That's right. You'll edit this part out where, where yeah. I make the apology. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we, exactly. can make, we, can make, we can make it sound really bad. <laughs> right. Just move a few words around. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Appreciate that. No worries. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, my uh, my underrated gem uh, is the same thing that was my number one game for that list, and it's a game called Einhander. Einhander. Have you heard okay. of this? No, I haven't. So it was on the PlayStation One, and it is a um, shooting game. So you're this little airship, like you know, think Gradius and um, shoot 'em up games. Yeah. And it's two, kind of 2.5D, so you start on this 2D plane, uh, but th it is a 3D game. It's just a, presented in a 2D side-scrolling way. Uh, so there is depth to the backgrounds and the ships coming at you and things like that. But you're this little ship that moves throughout the environment. You get power-ups, and you can kind of swing this arm to the bottom of your ship, up to the top. Um, and the music is phenomenal. It, it takes place in this, like, you know, futuristic city uh, and... It's just, it's the best shoot 'em up game I've ever played in my life, which isn't a genre I typically like. But the fact that like nobody's played this game or heard of it, it was developed by SquareSoft, and um, I, I love this. Game, I have I think. seen this. Yeah. So yeah. back in the day, I was a big SquareSoft fan myself, yeah. and I have seen this actually. Um, I've seen the cover. I haven't seen it in action, mm -hmm. but I've seen the cover. 
Yeah, and it goes to 2.5D as well because you'll like turn these corners in the city and all of a sudden you're kind of heading on a diagonal yeah. like away from the, the you know where you're sitting and it's just really cool. They do some cool things with the, the angle that you play. The ship has really cool power-ups. There's a lot of eye candy going on on screen with the explosions and the different power-ups that your ship gets. And it's got this like thumping, you know, like late '90s techno soundtrack, and it's awesome, man. It's just a, it's a great, great game that I think more people need to experience. Like, I don't want to say emulate it because that's illegal, but I'm sure there are ways to play this game without it costing you an arm and a leg. And I, yeah, usually, I would, I would, usually at this point, I check eBay to see what is what it would cost. Yeah, UK. we'll find out. Um, I, I have, I, I might have looked it up at the time of of the, our episode, but I don't have any clue at at this moment. Um, so, but uh, now looking at eBay. Yeah, let's find go out. to uh, sold. Do 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 sold items. Uh, yeah. two hundred and three pounds. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't buy the physical copy. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't. It, I can't say it's worth that much money. Um, that's a ton of dough to shell out for a single game. But uh, that was sold. I mean, was that, that, was that was sold an unopened copy? Ago. Was like, that an unopened no, copy? No, like new. USA wow. version, PlayStation One com- uh, uh, game complete. Yeah, it didn't. Like I said, it didn't sell well. You know, it sold. I think fewer than a hundred thousand copies, maybe a hundred thousand. So it is. It is rare in the grand scheme of things, but um, yeah, it's a awesome, awesome title. Yeah, uh, that's the, and, the the shame with the retro market is. I'm looking at looking at 148 pounds, 156 pounds. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. If I so if I had to recommend a game to you, I could definitely recommend that game. But if you want a more financially responsible game, <laughs> I, I I could say Elden Ring, but I think undoubtedly there will be people who don't like Elden Ring. It is difficult. Um, yeah. Very, very difficult, even for like Souls games up to this point. Uh, but so I would recommend just based off this conversation that you play Last of Us Part 2. I'd hate to do that to you. I know you probably don't want to, but like, I think it's a, a healthy thing to, to form your own opinion. Um because it is, it has some good. Even if you don't necessarily like the story, it has some amazing mechanics, and it has some of the best animation I've ever seen in video games. Uh, and it definitely just has some awe-inspiring graphics. Uh, there's a lot to the game, even yeah. if the, the story you find to be a bit of a slog. Um, I would do if PlayStation now works well enough on my PC to play it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, so it's a vicious cycle. Uh, I don't know why I, I ask for people to recommend me a game because um, my backlog's big enough as it is. But um, yeah, okay. I I appreciate what people say. I I say I have not played Last of Us Part Two. I can't formulate an opinion on the fallout that it received from one side or the love it receives from the other. And in due course, yeah, of course, I think it is a it. it I owe it to myself to play Last of Us Part mm-hmm. Two to just kind of formulate that opinion of of the story, really. Yeah, I would I would recommend it for sure, uh, but so, I liked it. So <laughs> we'll see if my my opinion uh, in, uh, lines up, or if I'm I'm like, nope, that's not for me. Uh, right, exactly. So now we get to the juicy part of the show. We get to a listen to your unpopular opinion, and we get to hear what two games you're going to leave behind. So. I've kind of, I've already said what my new unpopular opinion or the unpopular opinion I saw on the internet that I quite liked. So, 
this is one of my favorite categories. I love to hear people's unpopular opinions yeah. because all of a sudden it's like it's a chance to get everything off your chest. Just let it go yeah. as a as wise words from one young Elsa once said. So, what is your unpopular gaming uh, opinion? Boy, I have a lot of them. You know, it's funny when you guest on a, another podcast, you generally don't want to come on and, and alienate a bunch of people. But I, I guess I'll do that because I want to share a few unpopular opinions. So since they're unpopular, okay, probably probably won't like me after this. <laughs> so we have an ongoing thing between Brian and I. On, and I'm curious your opinion. Uh, are you familiar with the character Funky Kong from uh, the Donkey Kong games? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Yep. Okay. Would you say he's a biker or a surfer? Just curious. You don't have, I don't want to put you on the spot. But uh, I always say he's a biker because he wears like cut off jean shorts and a bandana and like a white tank top. Is he not? Is he a surfer in the latest one? It's a surfer. He is. In the video games, he's a surfer. But if you take one look at the guy, he looks like he should be on a motorcycle. Um, so apparently, my opinion's unpopular because we did a, a poll online and. People say he's a surfer. I think he's a biker. That's unpopular gaming opinion number one. Uh, my other one, these are quick ones. Uh, yeah, the Gex are. games. I think the Gex games are good. Okay. Um, uh, and I think Super Mario Sunshine is one of the best Mario games out there. That's not uh, which... an unpopular opinion in my books because I agree. Oh, yeah. All right. See, look, that is a rare thing, though. <laughs> Most people totally disagree, but I'm glad yep. you agree. Uh, my unpopular gaming opinion, though, that I think will make the most people mad is that the Final Fantasy VII remake is great and it's better than the original game. Do you know what? I don't know if that will, because I think there is a few people out there. I, well, hang on. so my unpopular opinion is Final Fantasy VII is overrated. Right, right. So I'm I'm kind of on board with that. I, yep. I don't, I, it gets this praise of being one of the greatest of all time. It's a good game. It's a good game, don't get me wrong. Yep. But I like what they did with the remake. It made it more interesting, in my opinion. I think it's more fun to play. It also goes in line with me saying modern games are better than retro games in a lot yeah, of ways. Of uh, it's just better to look at. Um, so, yeah, that's my unpopular gaming I opinion. Think, um, I, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago. or Time has disappeared already in 2022. And, <laughs> yeah. um, we were discussing Final Fantasy VII, and they said that that's actually better than the original because it expanded the universe. It brought a lot more to it and it was a lot more yeah. of an experience. Um, yeah. I appreciate it. said this, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to find Oh, wow. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to let you know. Uh, I think it might have been Bulletin Ben uh, from Play Along Podcast. I think it might have been him. No way. Or it was... No Anthony way. I, I actually... Yeah, I know Ben, so that's funny. It might be Raguchi. It was one of those... Um, but, you know, I I appreciate what Final Fantasy VII, the original, did for the RPG genre, what it did for Square, what it, the fact that this was like one of those games that we've never seen on the PlayStation. I get it. But people need mm -hmm. to stop harping on about that game 20, 25 years later. Right? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and yeah, I think... If somebody else had mentioned the world, it felt lived in. It felt like an organic world, like a real place. Like yeah. you know, the power structure and ever and the struggle for the people on the lower tier of that power structure. It was it was great, man. It was really, really well yeah, done. Yeah, again, it's gonna be one of those games I'm gonna have to wait for because the PC port I, I don't know if they've sorted mm -hmm. it. PC port is terrible. And it's like I've eighty heard. pounds. 
Like, is, wow. is expensive. Square just seem to be coming out with all sorts of random pricing for their games. Um, I haven't looked lately to see if it's working well, but it's also exclusive to Epic. I've got nothing wrong with the Epic Store, but for me, part of the appeal of Steam is the Steam reviews. It gives us a real good insight to whether a game is fixed or not or what, what a game is currently like, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And I think that's, in this day and age, really important for a consumer to know what they're getting into. Yeah, and it's surprising too. Most of the time, PC games are cheaper than yeah. console games, so that's pretty surprising. But knowing Square, they'll put it on Xbox Game Pass soon anyway, so uh, I'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everything comes to Xbox Game Pass. Okay, so... Ryan, we're going to move on to the uh, leaving the games behind. Now, this is where you can be either good cop, bad cop, or both, a mix of, mix of both. It's entirely up to you how you want to do this. You can either bury a game that's just absolutely trash, or you can take a game that is amazing and bury it because you just want to be evil. You know, okay. I've had all sorts of things. I've had things from Stardew Valley to the entire Pokemon series. That was an interesting thought. Um, and then what mm -hmm. we do, normally I... What I've said in, the, in previous episodes, I've put it out to Twitter. But actually, what I do now is I ask our next guest. Okay. So the next guest on decides the fate of one of your games. Okay. So okay. before we go on, you've got to decide the fate of Kroof's games. Okay, so one of these games stays on the island, right? Yeah, and that's it. Gone. And it will no longer cause pain to humanity if I choose that it stays there, right? Yeah, that's right. Perfect. So is it Kroof's or was it Day? Oh, man, I've lost my... Ah, oh, no, 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 it's, it's not Kroof's. Oh. So, here we go. GTA 6 that hasn't released yet. <laughs> wow. Or Skyrim. Stays there? Stays there. Done. Gone. No Ooh. one can play it. I'm not, I'm not going to say Skyrim. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say... I loved Skyrim. Look, it was a big point in my life. I'm curious who picked these games because I might know the person who picked them. Um, I've got to find. Uh, I think it's all right. I'm yeah, not no, trying no. to put you on the spot. No, no, no. You're fine. My... Wait, they, they're on. They're on the show. Let me. Grab, yeah, I'll grab the. I would say G I'm perfectly fine picking GTA 6 to stay on the island, never be released, and like we've had enough Grand Theft Auto. I think some of the you know themes and humor in Grand Theft Auto are a little behind the times. Uh, I think. It's not really a game I have any interest in, so I'll be selfish and say that if I don't have any interest in, in it, nobody else should be able to play it, so it's going to stay on the island. It's funny to hear, like... Sorry if you could hear my keyboard tapping. Uh, it's no, funny to hear... hear. Uh, this was Main Quest. This was... Um, so this was my interview. Yeah. Uh, sit down with uh, for Main Quest. So it's really funny. It wasn't Main Quest. My brain is gone completely and utterly like... No, anyway, was it, was it Dave? Yeah, it was Dave. From uh, Tales from the Backlog? Tales from the Backlog. Thank you. Yeah, Why is this episode yeah. not up? I know that fella. <laughs> Why is this episode not up? Because it's next to go. Know. That's this week. Ah! <laughs> I just had one of those Dude, moments. I get it. I was like, Look, hang on a minute. We're starting, yeah, we're starting to guest on other podcasts more. And it like it is a juggling act. And like sometimes you drop the balls. Like, I get it, man. It happens. No, no, it's, uh, it's fine. I haven't, luckily, I haven't dropped the ball. Like, if, if Dave is yeah. listening from the from Tales from the Backlog, <laughs> I haven't dropped the ball. Uh, yeah. But, you know, because his episode will be up before this one release. Anyway, so this is Dave from Tales from the Backlog. I remember having the conversation with him now. He's a good dude. Uh, yeah, good really, dude. really, really good. Uh, that was, oh, that was done early. Because he lives in, uh, it was he lives in South Korea. 
right, right. so I had to be up at like seven in the morning to do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> which was which was great. Yeah, it was it was yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah, so this is Dave. So GTA six and he had a passion to bury GTA six. But that's quite an interesting point, is actually I wonder how many people are already fed up with GTA six before GTA six even drops. Not enough. I mean, GTA Five still sells millions and millions of copies a month, right? Yeah. I think so. I, I think it's just it's going to be one of those games that sells well. It's going to be one of those games that unfortunately influences other games, and it's going to be one of those games that probably outsells GTA Five in some way. And they're going to keep it going for another decade. And I don't, I don't think we need that. We don't, we don't need that. We need something fresh. We need something new. The trouble is, and I agree with him. The Red Dead games, like Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. is an incredible experience. Yeah, you know, and it shows the power of their storytelling at Rockstar. I don't agree mm-hmm. with their practices, the crunch and all that kind of stuff, but right. it shows the power of their storytelling. Oh, the first Red Dead Redemption Two. It's Amazing. one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's really good. Yeah, but. And I enjoyed some of the story of GTA Five. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I stand there and say, actually, it was quite. It was really good. But I'm already to the point where I don't even want to know about GTA Six. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't played GTA Five. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. Right. No, you're fine. So your two games then. So GTA Six is banished before it's even released. What are your two games? Well, what's your first game, and why you're leaving it behind? So. Um... I want to think of it as if I leave it behind, it's for other people who get sent to the island to enjoy, but it's my understanding that this is my island and nobody else's, right? Yeah, I've got many islands. If I'm leaving games behind uh, to help humanity, I I have two in mind, and part of the reason is because they're they're like that joke that people keep telling, like it's still funny. You know, twenty years later, yeah, and it's just not—it's not really that funny anymore. Like we get it; these are bad games. It would just yep. be better to take them completely out of the cycle, and people can't tell the joke anymore, right? Yep. Then you have to like feign laughter every time the joke's told. I'm sick of it. So the two games, Superman '64, because yep. yes, we we understand the game is bad. Nobody can make it through the first level. We don't ever have to talk about the game again, right? And uh, Legend of Zelda: The Wand of Gamelon. The uh, CDI game, the oh, Philips CDI game. Oh, I has, remember like, that. Yeah. yeah. So there's like the bad animation and people <laughs> like memes and and in gifs. I don't know if you say gifs. My co-host says gifs, but it's uh, gifs. It's, I say, it's gifs. Thank you. You're a sane human being. Um, but yeah, it's those two games because like we don't we don't need those anymore. We don't ever need to talk about them. They happened. They're yes, they're bad. They're bad. Let's let's keep them. Keep them on the island. Keep them out of the way. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. You know, so you went with I'm going to do humanity a favor and get rid of those. Well, uh, yeah, I don't blame you, especially Superman sixty four. That game is <laughs> that game is, is atrocious. It is. It is bad. I, it's one of those where I'm like, okay, I have to try it for myself. You know, and uh, yeah, it's you can't. It doesn't control. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah, one of the worst games I think ever released. Terrible. Mm-hmm so yeah there we go well ryan thank you very much for joining me on desert island games we're not going to get you you off the island so thank you very much for for coming along it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed the chat just tell Thanks, everyone man. uh where they can find you again in your corner of the internet for sure for sure first i want to say thank you so much for having me on i, I know brilliant. there were some scheduling issues but i really appreciate you uh going out of your way and and making the time for me man it was a blast i had, I had a really good time talking with you 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could find us list off podcasts. We're everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I recently started streaming again, so I have a Twitch channel list off podcast. Uh, for now, I'm just streaming Super Mega Baseball Three. I'm not streaming Elden Ring because I kind of want to enjoy that at my own pace. You know, I don't want people telling me what to do or telling me how to get good, for yeah. example, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do that do that away from the community. Of course. Um, but yeah, yeah, I uh, list off podcast. You can find us anywhere on the internet, basically. So uh, I really appreciate it. Really That's do, good. man. Good. It was a good time. Everyone who's listening, make sure you go support the show, list off podcast. Make sure you go support them on Twitter and wherever you can find them. Thank you again, Ryan, for joining me, and I'll catch you up with you soon.